Welcome to American Road Trip Talk, where you meet the people behind the stories in American Road Magazine. I'm your host, Foster Brown. Like any good fish story, the tale of the National Freshwater Fishing Museum, located in the wooded lakelands of northwestern Wisconsin, is about a big one that didn't get away. Emmett Brown, the current director of the museum, takes us on a two-part tour of this remarkable and growing collection of freshwater fishing memorabilia, hall of fame for the greatest fishermen and women, and even home to over 100,000 lures, rods, and reels. For a full article about the museum and a collection of photos, check out our winter 2014 issue of American Road Magazine. In this first of two parts, Emmett tells us how a famous distillery was behind the opening of the museum, and he'll describe a part of the display that might even make old Noah step off the ark for a look. Today's interview is brought to you by the Illinois Route 66 Scenic Byway, where the mother road begins. From famous roadside restaurants to hidden gems, Route 66 in Illinois offers a journey back in time. Welcome to American Road Trip Talk. Today, I have the pleasure of talking with Mr. Emmett Brown, who is the director of the Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame in Hayward, Wisconsin. Mr. Brown, welcome to American Road Trip Talk. Foster, thank you for inviting me. Good to be here. I guess knowing the people that are out there trying to get the biggest one there, it doesn't surprise us that there is one, but tell us a little bit about how it came to be and uh, why it's in Hayward, Wisconsin. Well, Hayward, Wisconsin, of course, is a fishing center uh, located in the, in the uh, northwestern part of, uh, of Wisconsin and uh, uh, famed for general good fishing throughout North America. Obviously, the, the, um, the centerpiece fish, for lack of a better word, is uh, the muskie, the muskellunge, and right. uh, and of course, that uh, that led to the uh, the erection to the erection of uh, the largest muskie in the world, <laughs> albeit uh, fiberglass and steel. It's enormous. Tell us the, the, the dimensions of that thing. It's uh, forty-five feet tall, about four stories tall, in other words, and and wow. uh, and, and um, we promote it as a half a city block long. I'm, I'm not exactly sure what that length is, but it's. Several hundred feet, anyway. <laughs> and, and, now, and inside of that is where the museum is, am I right? Part of it. Ah, At okay. one time, that was a, a good part of the museum, but we have, uh, since... Since its construction in in the summer of since its construction in the summer of 1978, uh, we have uh, expanded considerably. We're actually on seven acres now, and and um, have uh, four or five other uh, buildings and. Mm-hmm housing about 100,000 sport fishing artifacts. Wow, that is incredible. Well, let's talk a little bit about um, the beginnings of the Hall of Fame and a very special sponsor who made that possible. Uh, Obviously, you're referring to the James James Bean Corporation, Chicago, Illinois. And um, about 1971, of course, the Hall idea kind of predates that a little bit. but uh, in 1971, uh, I'm one of the uh, the founders of Bob Cuts approached the uh, James Bean Corporation in Chicago and 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 asked them if they'd be interested in um, uh, creating a fish decanter um, back mm. in, the, in the you know the 50s, 60s, 70s, mm. even well into the 80s. Uh, Jim Beam and some of the other liquor manufacturers were making these these um, these decanters. Uh, 
depicting various, you know, cars, trucks, sure. you know, mm-hmm. um, even military items mm-hmm. and things like that. And fish, of course. Uh, long story short is uh, uh, Jim Beam thought it was a great idea, and um, 1971 they produced the stand-up muskie uh, for the Fishing Hall of Fame, and uh, they sold for $10 a piece. And from that $10, it gave us the uh, the, the seed money to build the, the, the first structure, which is currently now our administration building. It's also the entrance gateway. Well, we're talking with Emmett Brown, who is the director of the Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame in Hayward, Wisconsin. You folks have, have gone on to build an incredible complex there. Now, the muskie that we were just talking about has, matter <laughs> of fact, it's kind of interesting. People will see it in our magazine in the picture there, and in some that we'll include with our podcast as well. Mm-hmm. That There's an observation deck, which is actually the mouth of the muskie, that people can step out on and look at the rest of your complex. There. Exactly. It actually, you get a very panoramic view of uh, uh, not only our grounds, but uh, the entire city of Hayward. That tells you kind of how small Hayward is. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and of course, Lake Hayward, which is an old logging mill pond. Uh, it's a uh, dammed up uh, widening of the Namakagan River. And it's... Um, yeah, it's the highest. Uh, um, it's the highest point you can get to in Hayward, Wisconsin, uh, uh, on a man-made structure. That is, and, and it is very unique. Uh, your uh, viewers, and listeners, um, look at the pictures. Uh, they will actually see people standing in the in the observation platform <laughs> in the gaping jaws of the monkey. <laughs> now we should probably talk that you folks have uh, at the uh, freshwater. Fishing Hall of Fame. Uh, it's not just about um, the the fishermen, but there's a whole bunch of things that you have there. Why don't you tell about the many different aspects of it? Because I was fascinated to see all the things that you have there. Well, uh, the Fishing Hall of Fame is really three things. It's um, it's our our seven acre museum site in Hayward, Wisconsin, where we we where we have the history and heritage of of freshwater sport fishing on display, open to the public mid April through uh, through October every day of the week. We're also the, uh, uh, the national recognizer of sport fishing accomplishment, meaning we are North America's uh, record keepers for freshwater sport fishing. And last but certainly not least, uh, our namesake, we are North America's um, recognizer of the men and women who've made significant and lasting contributions to freshwater sport fishing. We are, in fact, as our name not only implies but states, uh, we are Freshwater Fishing's Hall of Fame. That is what we do. One of the things that fascinated me as I was looking at it is that you take... there are world records to be had, and you folks have got that cataloged in terms of freshwater fishing. Right. But one of the things I was noticing is there, you were saying actually there's room for more records that people may possibly be sometime well, catching yeah, the bigger I, fish, the biggest fish. Yeah, absolutely. The Fishing Hall of Fame recognized 125 different freshwater sport fishing, uh, freshwater species of fish. And we have about 3,000 entries into our book. Uh, fishermen are people, of course, and and and, and uh, people, man. We we like to keep score. So, I, and I think that's probably the genesis of 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 keeping records. We we all <laughs> like to keep score. And well, besides and, that, every every fisherman likes to brag. I mean, that's exactly, where it all began, right? <laughs> exactly right. And um, um, but we recognize the fish in four different categories: kept, uh, 
and catch and release. And within that, it's a rod and reel, uh, fly fishing, um, uh, pole line, no reel, kind of the way we probably a lot of us started, uh, you know, cane pole and other yeah, ones. Yeah. And then we have a couple divisions within ice fishing as well. In our first two divisions, uh, rod and reel and, and fly fishing, we have line test records. Uh, we have, uh, of course, the all-tackle record within that uh, mm-hmm. recognizes the largest, the absolute largest fish within that category. But right. then within those same categories, we recognize line test records, meaning uh, the largest fish caught on 10-pound test line, 6-pound, oh, or so, so on and so forth. And that's how we've been able to expand it to that's about 3,000 different entries. Yeah. And and um, there are, even in the major species, and, and every time I list the major species, I get in trouble, so I'm not <laughs> going to do that. So, but because you always hurt someone's feelings, of course. They say, well, you didn't you didn't mention... Um, Bluegills. Grass carp, or <laughs> something like that. What's wrong with that? You know, so I'm not going to get into any species, but even within the major species, there are um, uh, line test records that are still achievable. Sure. Well, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that, uh, Emmett, because there are people, for instance, who could use a pretty heavy test line to go after some of the bigger fish, but really the more, some of the sport is in using light tackle to yeah. get some of those really big right. fish, and that may be where some of those categories are still open. Exactly right. A little more skill to land a larger right. fish on, on right. light line. Join me here for part two of our interview with Emmett Brown about the Sports Fishing Hall of Fame in Hayward, Wisconsin. We'll be talking about some of the educational programs and some of the many other fascinating aspects of the museum. You don't want to miss that part two. Part one of our interview about the Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame in Hayward, Wisconsin, has been brought to you by the Illinois Route 66 Scenic Byway, where the mother road begins. From famous roadside restaurants to hidden gems, Route 66 in Illinois offers a journey back in time. You've been listening to another edition of American Road Trip Talk, where we introduce you to the people and places behind the articles in American Road Magazine. Please subscribe to our regular podcast interviews through iTunes or your favorite podcast application. And visit us at AmericanRoadMagazine.com for more information about the magazine, trip itinerary suggestions, fun contests, and a whole lot more. Until we meet again on the American Road, this is Foster Brown reminding you that the joy is in the journey.